Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, the highly controversial bringers of truth, Clive and Dardis. And in this corner, the heavyweight boxing legend, Jerry Cooney. Let's get ready for conversation. Welcome to Clive and Dardis. I'm Michael Clive. That's Pat Dardis. Hey, everybody. And today we got a really awesome guest. This guy. We're so it out. You say that about everybody, bro. No, no, no. Nah, just nah. you. I swear. I swear. <laughs> did, 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 did you send the check yet? I'll give you a check, all right? Check on this, baby. Check on I'll this. give you a check. Check on this. <laughs> this is, we are interviewing a boxing legend, Jerry Cooney. Uh, Jerry, man, he what a career. He's competed from 77 to 1990, challenged twice for the world heavyweight titles, 82 and 87. He fought Larry Holmes for the world championship. Wow. It was uh, June 11th, 1982 in fabulous Las Vegas. Where Michael actually lives right now. That's where I live right now. Stop reminding me. Stop reminding me. Boy. Oh, man, <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, so that Jerry, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you guys, man. I'm so glad I could come on. And uh, I wish I was in the studio with you because I then I'd smack you both around. Okay. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've we're, been we're watching get, your interviews. We're, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that you're in an interview, and suddenly you take a swing at someone. The interviews go, whoa. Damn. whoa, whoa. What is he Damn. doing? His guy is remember, crazy. Yeah, that, that guy, I think it was a guy, his name was Gomez. He was, he kind of did like a little right, a little right uh, straight. Yeah. yeah. You know, all you're going to, all you're going to hear is Clive, get up, get up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that's right. Oh uh, man. Uh, hey, Jerry, I mean, your story is just so amazing. And, and, and man, there's so many questions I've got. I've, I've been watching your interviews and I uh, learned so much about you. Um, so you were um, you were born in 56. So you're 10 years older than Pat and I. And I was not the sports kid. I wasn't into it. I was the entertainer. My brother was into sports. He knew all the stats and scores. And Pat, you were into sports. Were, were oh, you into yeah. boxing? Yeah, I was into it all. Baseball, football, hockey, uh, base, fo- uh, basketball, baseball, everything. And and boxing. And Jerry Cooney, I remember him very, very well. He was great. You were, so, so in other words, you were a, a jack of all trades, master of none? Pretty much. That that would <laughs> that would nail me down to it. <laughs> <laughs> Where have I heard that before? Yeah. Well, I'm, sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. I want a cold brew. I had a cold brew this morning. A what? A cold brew. Do you ever have a cold brew? No. Was that I- iced tea Go or to something? Dunkin' Donuts and and order a cold brew. It's like it's a coffee, but three times the caffeine. It's it's cold. It's delicious. Uh... I had to speak to a bunch of uh, young men and women this morning for about an hour and a half, and uh, that struggle with uh, certain issues. And I got to go and tell a story and have some laughs. Take teach them how to box a little bit. You know, take some pictures, sign some pictures, and. You know, just have a nice time and hopefully yeah. some of those kids will benefit from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I, I think that is so cool what you're doing. I mean, it, kids these days, um, they oftentimes they don't get a lot of help. And, and a lot of them get just ignored and canceled. And, and uh, you know, I. The fa- went, yeah. The family system has broke down in some ways. Oh. And, you know, parents got to work two jobs, three jobs to make things 
make ends meet and that kid gets cheated out of it. But hopefully that's turning around and, and uh, listen, I love everybody. I get a chance to go and speak to kids, adults, whatever I'm doing. I love it. I love being with you guys today too. Yeah, we love it too, man. We, oh, we, really we love it, man. It. This is so great. Yeah, it's it, it the, the home thing, man. It all starts in the home. There are so many broken homes, and it's such a sad thing. You're yeah. um, let's talk about your career. Let's talk about your career. So you yeah, were um, man. That was that was the Howard Cosell days, man. <laughs> Howard Cosell. Uh, were you ever on the Wheaties cereal box, uh, Jerry? I was not. I was on Time Life magazine with with uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone. I have a picture of him and me from 40 years ago and a picture of him and I from two months ago. It's unbelievable. That's a, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is very cool. So yeah. I went to his opening of his show. It was great in the city. He's looking terrific. He's got a beautiful wife. I'm happy for them. And and I, I got to go and say hello to a great guy who's had a great career. And I think that you uh, got a little, uh, uh, you watched the Rocky movie and that gave you a lot of impetus to become a, a, a boxer, right? I mean, that was kind of like, uh, I mean, I was boxing, but that was like, I remember waking up the next morning and uh, having a, a raw egg with, uh, you know, with a glass yeah. of milk. Or something. <laughs> I was like, what? It didn't no. last any longer than one day, but listen, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard work being a fighter. Oh man, I know. <laughs> yeah. I I put on the boxing gloves when I was, you know, like twelve or thirteen, let's say fourteen. And I remember, man, it it is just fighting for three minutes with somebody, another person with those gloves on is grueling. You, people will the regular person can never understand just that three minutes no. really, really takes a lot out of you, man. No, it does, but you have to learn to breathe in between the punches, in between. You hold on a little bit, you breathe. You're on the outside, you breathe. You have to remember to breathe. If you don't, <laughs> all you start saying, all you start saying to yourself is, "Where's that bell? Where's the bell?" <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're and seeing that, stars. Why? Oh, because you're not breathing. Me, oh, oh. That happened to me when I was 15 and a half. I fought this big guy. He was 25 with a full head of ch hair and chest and. I'm saying, damn, where's the bell? It was my first fight <laughs> in the amateurs. And I want to stop in the guy, but you know, it's really, uh, you have to learn to breathe. When you learn to breathe, you can fight all, all night long, mostly. Okay. That sounds cool. Yeah. 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 Well, your, your father set up a boxing ring in the backyard for you, right? He, he did. You know, my old man was, uh, used to, we were kids. We'd go out in the backyard and box. Then he, as I stuck, stuck with it and I won the golden glove championship at 16 in Madison Square Garden in 1973, he always wanted to be a fighter but couldn't do it. So all of a sudden, he builds a ring, and I got to box him. But the only ah. problem is I can't hit him back. Right. You know, yes. like so I'm trying to stay away from him. It probably made me a better fighter because I had to keep ducking, bobbing, and weaving. <laughs> he, he he's, no, he, he's actually swinging at you, and you're trying to he be had nice. no <laughs> trouble. He had no trouble hitting me. Let me tell you. Oh my! my. <laughs> right, he knock you out, but you did. Well, you showed respect, yeah. though. You know that was the. Well, you know, you know a lot of times my father was a, a, a an angry man. A lot of times, I in my life, I wished I had knocked him on his ass. But when I heard heard someone tell me that they got a chance to do it, and it was terrible that they had that they did that to their father, I'm glad I didn't. That's that's a good. Yeah, that's, it's that probably no good. What seeing your father laying there going. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and the way and the way and the way Jerry hit, believe me, he would have known something. <laughs> <He would've, laughs> mm -hmm. 
Hey, you know, Jerry, I noticed, you know, the, 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 what's so fascinating to me is the different, the different uh, builds on people from uh, your era uh, versus today. You know, Forget back then, it. I mean, man, we didn't even pay attention to, you know, uh, muscles and abs. I mean, you were either strong or you weren't today. Everything is like, oh, I got to be ripped and all this stuff. It's so crazy. But you had, um, you know, I mean, you were a big guy and, you know, big people can always, you know, you're always going to have more strength than it. Cause you know, your tendons are thicker, your muscles, are, it's like, you can really lay one in there. You had a hell of a reach. Well, you know, not that it's either you're born being a puncher. You can't, you can't be made right. to be born in you. And you know, you have the power. And I was a young kid. I saw my brother hit a guy with a left hook to the body and a right hand to the jaw and knock him out and knock the wind out of him. And I thought, wow, I thought he was killing the guy. So we got to get out of here. And that's how I became a left hooker. And wow. uh, I was a converted southpaw. Nobody knew it. When I went <laughs> to the gym, I just boxed like everybody else. And it was like, a, to me, it was I was a southpaw, but they didn't know it. And I just was a big puncher. So every I throw, you know, 100 jabs, to 20 right hands. So it helped me out a lot. Yeah, and your wow. right hand, your right hand was actually. I've seen, and Gil Clancy mentioned that too. That it, it was, it was actually, it was no joke either. Your right hand was no joke, you know. That's no, for sure. You, you know what? I wished I had a trainer. You know, Clancy, Gil Clancy at the end gave me some work where I could only throw right hands. I wish I would have developed it a lot better because it's a great tool to have, and I could punch a little bit with it, but nothing like my left hook. So no, that was that my was... go-to punch. That left hand was my go-to punch. Uppercut took. Sure. I, re I remember when I fought Jimmy Young, or, or I should say Ron Lyle, I hit him with a hook to the head, and I dropped down, hit him on the left uppercut, and broke two ribs. Wow. And now <laughs> he saw out of the ring. And Ron Lyle was no joke either. I mean, he, he fought all the big time, uh, four men and Ali and all those guys. Well, you know, when I knocked him out, I thought to myself, Isthmus. You know what that is? What? Is it? It's like a... You like a like a land bridge or something? No, it must be my lucky day. Ah, ah well, you <laughs> listen. No, so, and I, yeah, and got and 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 what he did to uh, a, a great fighter like uh, Ken Norton, because Ken Norton actually broke uh, Muhammad Ali's jaw. That I mean, when he when I knew, I thought, I thought he was going to beat Holmes. I I mean, I thought Jerry was actually going to beat Holmes after he fought Ken Norton before that. I mean that was a a, yeah. a demolition that because no I've never seen Ken Norton that destroyed in, in within fifty within fifty four seconds I think it was what within yeah, one well, minute first round wow yeah well listen let me just tell you the story so Don King owned all the heavyweights yeah so because I wouldn't sign with him he kicked me out he didn't give uh -huh. me those guys I needed to develop as a fighter so I was fighting the older guys I mean listen uh, uh, Norton. Uh, lost his title to Holmes three years before, but I needed some other talent to help me see different looks to 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 grow to be mature. Yeah. I never got that. So listen, I did the best I could. I had a lot of laughs, yeah. a lot of fun, and uh, unfortunately, after the Norton fight, I think it got really serious, and uh, I started. Oh, it drinking. sure did. <laughs> I started drinking and partying and. And I think I was scared about it. That I was really becoming this guy. 
And, you know, growing up in my household, my father was a raging alcoholic. He told us, you're no good, you're a failure, you're not going to have anything. He didn't develop anything but low self-esteem. Right. So I was making believe all that time. Uh-huh. That's so, unbelievable. Anyway, so anyway, that's the story. So after I knocked out Norton, you think I would say, well, I better get a good trainer, condition coach, or nutritionist. <laughs> no, I started drinking and partying and kissing the girls. And we know what that leads to, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's an epidemic in America today. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's so, you know, doing happened, it. But, you know, looking back on it, you know, I, I, I met, I fought a great champion. One of the, you know, on my radio show on Sirius XM, channel 156, every Monday, every Friday from 12 to 2, we broke down the heavyweight division from Jack Johnson to Rocky Marciano, from Rocky Marciano up to Lennox Lewis. And Larry Holmes was the second best heavyweight uh, with Lennox Lewis in history. Wow. Next to Ali, who's number one. Wow, that's pretty. No, Larry Holmes was definitely a top five heavyweight of all time. There's just no doubt about that. Well, yeah, I just told he you. Was he, was, he was underrated. Don't start with me. He's he was kind of, I said. <laughs> he was kind of underrated as well because, I mean, you were underrated. He was underrated. I think I think the the Ali Frazier era was so prevalent and so it, 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 it enveloped everyone that Jerry Cooney and, and Larry Holmes were kind of like, oh, there's just those but those these guys were awesome. I mean, these guys were like top notch, man. No doubt about it. You know, it, it wasn't Frazier so much. It was Ali. He was the full package. He could fight. He looked good. He smiled. People liked it. He had those one liners and uh, yeah. and Al- Holmes trained with him. Trained with Frazier. These farm partners all those years. He grew so much, but he couldn't be accepted as Ali because he had, didn't have the personality. Right. So he got bitter. And, yeah, but, yeah. Hey, he's a great man. We 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 travel all the time together. He's a good man. He's he's uh, very friendly. We we help people out. We do charity work. So it's all good between him and I today. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, that's the cool thing. And uh, yeah, you actually <laughs> seen you, actually, you had this 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 incredible fight together in in 1982, and but you remain friends. That's that's pretty. That's. That's pretty rare, actually, when you think about it. Yeah, you know, once I realized he wasn't going to fight me again. I mean, normally in today's time, Holmes Cooney happens three times. Oh, yeah. A trilogy. Oh, but it sure. it happened back in that day. I don't know whether, of course, it was racism or, or, or what it was. Yeah. I don't know Don, what it was, but. I think it was I Don it was, King, probably. Don, Don King. King. Yeah, well. I hate to be reminded of that guy. But, <laughs> hey, uh, you got a little taste of Hollywood actually. there. Uh, you got a little taste of Hollywood, Jerry. He's like, oh no, they will decide what you're where you're going to go. Well, you, you know what? He he did help a lot of people. Uh, you know, he helped the boxing world in some way, but other ways he controlled it, manipulated it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. crime. You know, the best should fight the best, and then the best, and that wasn't how it was back then. Yeah, kind of like early politics and boxing, and we just don't need that. You know, it's like, you know, let everybody. What are we going you know? to talk about presidents now? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> did, did he ever, did uh, did Don, did you ever hear anybody take the, did you actually ever see any corruption in, in, in boxing yourself? Did you ever witness it? Like, oh, um, Johnny or whoever, let's just say Johnny Smith, take a dive or you're, it's going to be like this or that. Did you actually. Well, I, I, you know, I never saw that. What I saw was that there's these mismatches 
where there's one guy can't win. It's just impossible. And boxing kind of shut down a little bit. And uh, UFC and MMA took over for a while right. because they were fighting real. So boxing had to correct itself. And now you see these matchmakers. They are unbelievable in how they match these guys up. And they're they're both very t- – I mean, we do color commentary in the city every couple of months. And the fights are fantastic because the matchmakers, are, are, are they really know what they're doing. Bob Aaron, top rank, knows what they're doing. The zone knows what they're doing. All these different promoters, they got great matchmakers. And so the public loved the fights. The people who helped and supported you on your journey, um, you know, who would you give credit to, uh, really? Well, I mean, listen, I had friends I grew up with, I travel with, you know, all this time there was a lot of racism going on and Holmes' mailbox got blown up. I had a wig sent to my room. And I had about five or six guys I went to school with. And we were out in Vegas having lobster tail and turtle soup. There was no time for a problem. We were living the dream. Yeah. A a poor kid from Long Island. I'm in Vegas with all the stars. (laughs) I once went to a party there before the homeless fight. Everybody I ever wanted to meet, I met that night at a party for us. I was on the Bob Hope special. I was with Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Wow. I mean, come on. It was amazing. It was an amazing life that we got to live. And, you know, I just wish I understood a little more how important what I was doing was so I could have had a better uh, handle on how I trained and I would have better taken care of myself. Now, you know? now do you do you credit or discredit, so to speak, that the 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 uh, promoters that you had or the the training that you had? I mean, you, I think I saw some uh, documentary that you thought maybe you, your guys were your uh, promoters, uh, Rappaport and uh, I think Jones were kind of holding you back a little bit. Did you? Yeah, Jones passed. I- Jones passed. Rappaport is still around. Yeah, I mean, they were two real estate guys, and the reason why I signed with them is because. They had Howard Davis, who was the gold medal winner, won the best fighter of the year for the Olympics in 1976. And I figured I could be showcased with those guys. Meanwhile, I signed a 16-year contract. I didn't know what I was doing. I was wow. a young kid. I had no nobody <laughs> backing. I had a, a guy to travel with me, meet with this group and that group. And uh, so, but everything being said and done, I'm on the show with you guys today. Have a great life. I saved my money. I have a beautiful family. I help people every day. Uh, I love life. And uh, so it turned out great for me. You know, my God took care of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you had a great career. You really did have a great career. I mean, and you're actually, it's pretty rare that you're actually staying in the, in the, in the ring, uh, outside the ring, so to speak, because, uh, you know, a lot of guys just leave and never hear, never hear them again. Well, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of shame. Because you all the sport you had, you 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 it, when you when it's over, you didn't save any money, you don't have no skills, you can't turn the page because now you gotta be a sparring partner, then you become an opponent, and that's the crime. And uh that needs to change, and I think it is. Guys like Bob Aram and Top Rank are really doing good for the fight game. Okay. Uh the zone is too. And uh I think it's getting a, a better shake today. Right, right. Now, did you ever? Uh, do you still spar, or do you still go in the ring at all? Are you? You know I, what? I tore my rotator cuff about uh, oh. six months ago, so I Ouch. haven't been able. I got operated on, and 
You know, I just really figured, man, you know, listen, that time is coming. I <laughs> ah, see on the outside. Someone's trying to tell me something. Here. Yeah, 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 you're, that's yeah. you're done. That's a knockout. That's I got it made. I, I love people. I'm with people. All, there's a story, right? Like people call me to make appearances. I give everybody a hard time. They pay me. And then they ask me, can you come back next year? You're right. <laughs> How do you beat that? Right. You right. don't. You don't. I mean, you're and you're so blessed, home, you know. Right. And oh then yeah, I come yeah. Home, and then I come home, and my wife has the garbage out in the back door for me that I can put in the garbage bin. <laughs> so I get I get the best of both sides. Yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah. You get back to now, reality, right? Now, now you're true. now you're originally from uh, Long Island, and and now you're in the Jersey area. <laughs> what what what, well, what made you what made you move to the great the great Garden State? What you know, was mostly that? like the girl. The girl comes into uh, the picture. Ah, uh, a funny story. Though. So I stayed, al- I stayed alone for a year because I was bouncing around a little. I couldn't be intimate with anybody. Once told me they, once someone told me they loved me, I had to go because I didn't have a hands on that. Right? right. So I stayed alone for a year. I was in Florida. A buddy of mine got a job at this accounting firm, and he put me on the phone with my wife. Is after a year, I stayed alone. I went to Africa, Central America. I did a lot of great things. Right. And he put me on the phone with this girl. And I said, that is nice. When I come back to New York, let's have lunch. So about three months that I came back to New York, we went out and had lunch. We walked down the street holding hands. That was 30 years ago. Wow. Oh, man. That was oh, it's oh, beautiful, baby. I was, yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I can't wait to go to bed with my wife tonight. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the dream, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, instead of yeah. oh gosh, I'm actually, uh, yeah, you I know. I tell people that. I tell yeah. people that it's the truth. Like yeah. I got a great woman who loves me, and I love her. That's we work through all the all the uh, you know blockages. You know, I was a I'm a recovering alcoholic. I can sober uh, thirty almost thirty five years, and wow. There was a lot of dysfunction in me that I had yeah. to address. I had to low and do work and find out what was my story, what was my part of this. And as I cleaned up myself, she came closer to me, and it's beautiful, baby. Beautiful. Yeah, that's cool because yeah, people. That's that's so important. You know, you got your date. Uh, you know, the the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, man. You, you, I, I, you know, I, I watched a couple of my parents in some pretty uh, weird marriages. I'm like, what are you? Wow. What's what's going on here? Yeah. Well, yeah. we love each other, and uh, it's a marriage of convenience. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just yeah. suffer. You guys go ahead. <laughs> well, you know what? We, I made a deal with my wife early on that I make all the major decisions, and she makes all the minor decisions. Right. So we've been together for 30 years. There has never been any major decisions. She makes all the decisions. <laughs> but you told her. Yeah, do you, do you, Jerry, do you still do a lot of traveling as well? I mean, do you, I mean, I know you travel I, through Jersey. Do you, do you actually go through like, uh, do you go to Vegas and uh, oh, other yeah, states? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other words, we, we've been kind of pandemic's kind of knocked everybody out for a while, but I just came back from Buffalo with Larry Holmes. Okay. We, make, we, we make trips all the time. I'm going to, where am I going? I'm going to Boston. The St. Patty's Day is a big fight up there. Oh. So some guy calls me asks me wants to do an autograph signing. So I say, yeah, I'll go the day before, and and uh, it's I go two days. I come home to my wife to my family. I got I love you. my wife. I love my family. I love my wife. I love my family, and I love what I do. Who I am. Yeah, I yeah. Get to play. I get to play Jerry Cooney, and then I get to be Jerry Cooney. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I, there's definitely no, you had a very, very great career, man. I, and I never, I never heard about your alcoholism until about the late eighties. I mean, I didn't, I had no idea. And then I read this story. And I remember the story. I'm like, wow, I never knew Jerry, you know, he, he had some, Jerry had a problem with, I, I never knew that. I read this story late, later on. It was just kind of like, ah, oh, man, that stinks. I didn't know that, you know. Was, Let me tell you a story really quick. So, I'm training good. The night I fight Ken Norton, I could have beat Holmes, I believe. I was in such oh, yeah. great shape. I paid attention. I wasn't partying, wasn't uh -huh. playing. I knocked out Norton in 54 seconds. You think I would say, well, damn, now I'm going to fight Holmes. I better get a good coach, a condition guy, a nutritionist. No, I started drinking and partying that night. My career yeah. ended. Little yeah. did I know. You know, so 13 months later, I fought Holmes. I was to find out later on in life, he never drank, never smoked, never took a drug his whole career. Yeah, never, right? Makes you feel yeah. small. You're like, oh, oh, you didn't? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> no, no, it didn't make me feel small, but I, that was my way of coping with life. It was it was overwhelming from my growing up in a dysfunctional alcoholic family that you have, you know, you. I'm always comparing my insides with your outsides. I could never match up. But when I put booze in my system, that big hole went away and I felt like I fit in. And I thought at 12 years old, I thought to myself, where has this been all my life? Oh, wow. And that, yeah. was, my, that was my, that was my problem. No, and, but I does. didn't know it. I had no one to help me. So today no. I pray that one day I'm going to help that guy to go from here to there without making those mistakes. Now, now yeah. did you have now when you're growing up? I mean, I, it was some rough times and stuff. Did you have any? Uh, was there was there good times like a Thanksgiving or a grandma and grandpa? I mean, there had to be uh, there had to be beautiful moments somewhere, right? I mean, it wasn't all just dark and 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 terrible, right? I mean, your no, mom or it whatever. Wasn't, it wasn't. No, but everybody had a different hiding place. You know, my father died young, so my father died when I was 18. I right. get invited to the finals of the Olympic trials. He was sick and dying. And I tell the guy, no, I can't. I had, I went over to Europe, I had four fights, four knockouts. I come home, I knock out the third-ranked Russian heavyweight in the first round, and I get the call to make it to the finals of the Olympic trials. I turn it down. Wow. Three that times is the I turn it down. And what it was, is I said it was because my father's sick. I hated my father. It was I didn't believe in myself. And so I missed out on the biggest opportunity of my life. Maybe I couldn't have gone, made it. But I could have taken that shot. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. So then, listen, 1981, I'm knock, I'm, I knock out Kenny Norton 54 seconds. You think I'd say, damn, I'm fighting Holmes. I better do everything right. I better get yeah. in shape. Mm -hmm. I, I fell. I started wow. drinking and partying that night. That's right? unbelievable. That. Back, that's when my career ended. And you were how old when that, at that, on that night? I was 24. 24, wow. man. Such a young, yeah. That's, you think, you know, you're invincible and all this. Yeah. 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 Man. So, and you had, so you had an abusive alcoholic father and he'd, he'd come home and you all would be looking terrible, for a hiding terrible. place. Right. It was oh. terrible. It was just terrible. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I remember him calling us out in the garage and the four boys and saying, who moved my belt? Nobody moved his belt and we'd get beaten. And so then wow. we realized, okay, you say you did it this time. I'll stay next time. It was ah, perfect. Like, you know, we all left the house. My oldest brother, left at 15 the rest of us left at 17. so he was all alone the same thing that happened to him growing up he did to us yeah 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 you know now, it's I, interesting. I tell my kids wow. i love them every day yes they, they yeah. yawn 
they yawn at me when I, I say it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is a I good thing. I tell my you son, know? be careful. They laugh at me. He's going out to the city. I say, be careful. They laugh at me. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I gotta they be love careful. Me. We love each other. I'm training my son tonight at six o'clock. My boy is 24. He's six, three and a half, six, four, 225 of muscle. He's a conditioned guy. He eats, cooks his own meals. He oh, goes yeah. to the gym and I get the chance to train him. My kids, my, all my kids can fight. I don't, they're not going to fight, but they know how to fight. And I've trained them. So they, they're all punches and they look pretty, bro. They look pretty. Ha, 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 ha. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. You, you, uh, and of course, you. I'm sure you know you've really educated them against the drinking and the stuff like this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not. You know, I don't. You know, pour. You know, say. You know, get on them all the time. I just let them know that because I had the allergy. You can be prone to get the allergy. Yes. Right. Yes. Do not that let is that so happen true. to you. That is so true. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got it. I've got the allergy. I had uh, I had my period uh, where I did a lot of drinking, but I was more of a Hemingway drinker. I drink at night and just I would always measure the drinks. I'd keep going and going. And the next thing it's 8 a.m. I'm still going, right, and, right. you know, so. But then and then some people, I don't know. How did you how, how, when you drank? Were you hanging out with people or was it alone? Oh, yeah, we have parties all the time. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Come to my, we'd end up at my house. <laughs> and we'd be there till eight, nine, ten in the morning. Yeah. So, but it was it was it was a sad thing. But I think fear of success got to me. Fear of uh, failure. I couldn't make it. All that hit right, me. right. And I, I didn't have somebody that understood that about me. Today, I, I I got a lot of help to understand what was going on for me back then to help change or you know how to go about changing those behaviors. But at that time, that was all I had. Yeah, because you discovered, what was it, Boone's Farm Wine? You were like nine years old. Boone's Farm Apple Wine. Listen to me. So I'm, I'm 12 years old. I drink a bottle of Boone's Farm Apple Wine. It was 99 cents. I got so sick. I crawled around the party. I got home somehow, woke up. I thought to myself that 15 to 20 minutes when that big hole went away and I felt attractive, I felt confident, the mm -hmm. girls would, could, would talk to me. That's why I said, where has this, at 12 years old, I said, where has this been all my life? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, now, did you? Here, here's a crazy. Here, here's crazy. Did you? Did you ever? Have, did you ever have a few bad nights with the? You're, you, you were Jerry Cooney, and I'm sure Pat Dardis was there, and I'm sure Michael Clyde was there, where you were over over the toilet seat doing some heaves and stuff like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't get that sick. Wasn't me. <laughs> I wouldn't get. Oh, you never got sick. You never got sick. I never got sick. No, no, it just you know it was just ridiculous. You know, after a while. You just thought to yourself, it was like a year and a half before I actually stopped. I thought myself, I was out in this bar with a bunch of my friends. There's always havoc going on. I thought, man, this is not for me no more. It still took me a year and a half to get, to get, get off it. You know what I mean? It was I been the greatest you. experience of my 35 years coming up, bro. Free That's amazing. See? Yeah. Did you yeah. ever, did you ever go to NA meet, AA meetings and all that stuff? Yeah, or I go. Did... I still go to meetings. I, oh, I, I still love the people. I want to hear the, to help people, I want to help the new. Well, that's nice. That's I wanna... great. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it's all about, man. That's what it, it sounds like to me. In your voice, you guys should get back to it, bro. <laughs> 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 that's, 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 that wasn't a hearty laugh, bro. I, I, you know, <laughs> Mike, Mike, Michael has a, a 
a, a marijuana story he wants to share with the, with you, uh, Jerry. Please, Mike, you remember that mar- marijuana story, that little marijuana story you had? Oh, you're talking about the, the night I uh, the power went out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I just, I, when I had, uh, I didn't, so, somebody gave me a, a brownie, right? And it was, uh, it yeah. was, uh, it was a store one from a, from a pot shop. And a I didn't know. Yes, a pot. I didn't, I, I didn't know. Well, yeah, it was a THC brownie. So mm-hmm. I didn't know what the dose, I just threw it in the cupboard. I didn't know what the dosages were. So all of a sudden one night I had, I had a glass of milk and I see that and I go, all right, let's eat this. So, you know, it's wow. probably had a hundred milligrams of THC in it. And I probably ate like 90 milligrams of it. <laughs> so I'm let, sitting let there, I'm, I'm playing, a, I'm playing a, a simulator game, right? And it's really intense and it, it's spooky sure. and all that. I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden, I'm getting really antsy, and I'm going, what is going on? Oh, and I start getting worried. And all of a sudden, the power goes out. Oh, my God. So my my mind, mind because, because yeah. of the THC, my mind's yeah. going, who did that? Who did that? <laughs> Paranoia, oh, right? Paranoia, the, oh, yeah. Well, here, here, we could listen to this rabbit hole. What, what if the former renters of this property had, <laughs> had, had wronged someone, and now they're coming back, and they're, they're trying to get that person? I mean, I, I was getting the guns out, Jerry. He <laughs> <laughs> had, yeah, yeah, yeah well, get the guns so out. So I got a similar story to that. So I'm at this friend's house. He was a, a martial artist. He was a real badass. He was a black belt in five different styles. He was on Johnny Carson breaking wow. brownie slabs. So he said he had some hash brownies. So I said, okay, I'll try it. I had one, nothing. I had two, nothing. I had three and <laughs> oh half, my gosh. Three and a half brownies. And I said, listen, what are you talking about? He said, you got to wait 45 minutes. Yeah. I slept with my legs and my feet up in the air with my clothes on for about two days. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was my experience with that, bro. we all all got our war stories right oh yeah it could put a little parrot i mean i you know in high school i mean i don't we don't do it now thankfully but uh in my high school days you know i mean you could you it could it has some real paranoia effects on on me i know that i I mean i was i was just trying to go to sleep i was just like i can't take it man i gotta get out i gotta go to bed yeah you want it to be over you want it to be normal yeah that's that's what i was doing too i didn't feel anything i thought it's nothing three and a half i had (laughs) <laughs> oh my god no. i just wanted to go to bed so i could wake up and it would be gone I'm like, oh, this is great. you know there's a there's another story about these guys these reporters were going up these birds were becoming uh uh they were going to be these big birds not the vultures the whatever they're like five foot span so they were going up to do a story on it and they stopped at the house and they didn't know it they had these brownies <laughs> and they went up on the hill and they're doing a story about these What's the, what's those big birds that fly the around? Condors? The Condor? condors. Uh, so they're doing a story in the condors. They're all stoned. They go, whee! <laughs> it's amazing. That's a true story. So we all got our stories in the in in, in, in the, you know out there somewhere. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Did now, did you feel like uh, you know? Because yeah, you, you you got the gene. I got the gene. That's because you know when you got the gene, you don't when you drink, you don't get sick. And uh, in fact, yeah. I would really not have hangovers. I mean, I'd feel tired and, and run down, but I wouldn't have a headache or nothing like. So I just, oh, I'll just lay around the house today. I'm okay. Oh, and the next day, yeah, you you didn't you drink know. like me then because it was no. uh, it was I drank from you know from six at night till eight in the morning sometimes. But Ooh. anyway, I made a mistake. I I messed up. 
I yeah. screwed up. Yeah I, yeah, I I worked through the steps. I made amends as best I could. I changed my life, and it's a beautiful situation. You know how to do it over again. I would have loved to have fought Larry Holmes clean. Yes, oh yes. And, but um, unfortunately, these things. It's a human trait that we want to hide. You know, defects of character. I used, I had them all. Spending, traveling, eating, girls, you know, spending. I had all those defects of character that I kept bouncing around to keep the focus off of me. Right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I stopped all those defects of character that I found me. Right. You got to take away that. uh, Yes. You got to take that away. And then where'd you guys getting all this stuff out of me from, bro? Actually, we're going to send you some stuff soon, and you'll, you'll you'll get to hear about us. And yeah, we're we're we we bring up uh the crazy stuff like the you know we we talk about stuff like huh did that really how how is this happening why is this happening I don't know we, it's we, all we'll, good it's you'll you'll let, good. we'll let you know about our story in a, in a, in a short time but yeah um, I always want to know everything hey what about this what about that yeah what about yeah, that? yeah yeah so yeah that I mean it's amazing see now you were on the Simpsons right Jerry I was on the Simpsons I was on the Simpsons. My my then girlfriend, now wife, we flew out there for a week and we did the Simpsons. Now I'm crazy about, you know, him knocking me to the ground. But, you know, <laughs> everyone's got their story. It was fun. It was a great time. I love the Simpsons and people still telling me about it. So, you know, it's nice to be uh, in that class. It wasn't bad for them to call me to come in on the Simpsons. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was nice. No, that was amazing. That was amazing. And and I, you know, I looked for the clip online, but I couldn't, the only thing that popped up was a 32nd thing with you and, and, and Otto, but it was in Spanish. So I don't know if the Simpsons have locked that clip out or what, but, uh, but I didn't find anything. Stupid jerks. I looked and looked. Marge, where is Look this at you, bro. Thing? Look at you, bro. Get out of my world. Listen. Now I, you're I in your world. <laughs> Listen, I hung out with Howard Costell. One of my best pictures, I was on the Bob Hope special. There's a picture of me. I, I We're in the ring, and I kiss him on the face. He's looking into the camera, and I kiss him on the side of his face. And he had his <laughs> eyes rolling up in the air. It's the best picture. I have a great picture <laughs> with Frank Sinatra holding the heavy bag as I was hitting it. I, oh, that's pretty know, cool. Been, I've been really gifted. and And unfortunately, at the time, I never allowed myself to feel because I always felt it would be taken away from me today. You know, I just wrote a book, by the way, I want to tell you guys, it's called gentleman, Jerry, a contender in the ring, a champion in recovery. And I had to read it because I did it with a therapist and he was kind of soft and my life was anything but soft. Mm, so right. I had to read, read the book. It's great. It's good. It tells the story. What happened? What's going on? It's called gentleman, Jerry, a contender in the ring, a champion recovery. You can get a Barnes and Noble, Amazon. Check it out. It's a great book. We got to write books. I think when you, when you, when you go through such, you know, I mean, your life is incredible and yeah, you'd be doing a disservice to everybody if you didn't write a book. Right. Right. Yeah. They, should, they should make a movie about it, actually. But that's, a you know, whatever. I hey, especially I'm working the, on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> you know? Listen, I mean, we had this kid. We had this kid, Gary Gladstone. He had bone cancer. And he was a great kid. He was in a wheelchair. We flew him out to our training camp. We broke his ass. We rolled him into the pool. We had a lot of fun. We had kids I grew up with that we hung out together, ran together, worked out together, had fun. Remember, I remember I was in the gym and this guy 
came in. His name was Zeke. He was a hundred and fifty-one and one. He was wow. a military guy in the Marines or the Army, and they wanted me to box him. So they brought like seventy-five people, and Zeke was in the going to box me. So the first day, my trainer says, "Nah, not today. Work the floor." He was watching Zeke, right? Second day comes in, Zeke is looking excited, wants to fight. My trainer says, "That not today. Going to work the floor." So he works for the third day. He says, "Okay, Zeke, get dressed." He gets in the room with me, and he's a big, tough-ass guy looking, right? I hit him on the chin in the first round. He was moaning on the floor. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. He sounded like a cow. My trainer said, go. No, my buddy said, out in the audience, with all these people that are supporting him, go, Zeke, go, as he was sleeping on the floor. <laughs> I wonder what happened to him. That's amazing. 151 and one, and you just got to. Get, took, took care of him in rather <laughs> short fashion, huh? Hello. Well, you know what? You know what Mike Tyson says? Everyone has a good plan until they get punched in the face. That's true. Right? That I, is used so to say, true. I used to say all the time, stay hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, uh, you remember, um, here's a fighter. Just He just passed away, actually, a couple days. Maybe you heard of him, but I know you heard of him. Who who he was going to fight? You ever heard of Kenny Bang Bang Bogner? Sure, he died. Yeah, he just died. He was just laid out a couple of days ago. Yeah, you he heard. Was, he was young too, wasn't he? Sixty two. Yeah, wow. he was going to fight Boom Boom Mancini, and there was what you know, to him? Uh, he got a lot of who uh, Bang Bang. He got a lot of problems with the uh, yeah the drug stuff. That not not the alcohol wow. so much the drug stuff. And oh uh, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, he had a he had, he did some yeah he did some time and. You know, he he, he was kind of, yeah. He actually fought Livingstone Bramble, and he gave a yes. decent he gave yeah. a decent effort, and then he just kind of fell off the face of the earth and uh, got into some problems and just passed away. He was a Trenton uh, native, actually, and um, well, you, you know what? They didn't save his money. They didn't teach him about money. They didn't teach right. him about a future. So yeah. you you're a fighter. You've been fighting the success, the success. All of a sudden, you're you're all alone because your managers. Right. Now they're working with somebody else, yep. and they didn't. They're, not, they're sorry, and the fans forget you, and you know you or or they cheer you, but you're broke and you you're struggling and you're angry at the game. You know, I think for a while all fighters become angry, and then you have to let that go. And you know, I love the game today. I love watching all the fights and the fighters, and there's some great fights. Come listen, Arthur better be off against Dmitry Bivol, Fury. Um, Fury against Usyk. Uh, I mean, lightweight. You got so many great. Shakur, this forever great fights come up. I tell the fans, go on ESPN Boxing, put it on your computer face, and look at the stories and look at some of these guys and follow the schedule. It's right there and watch a couple of times. People got away from the game and you got to come back. It's great right now. Yeah, and who do you like in uh, the Fury uh, Usyk fight? Who, who do you, who do you, you know like? what? Fury is just—he's unbelievable. Usyk is a great technician. Yeah, how is he going to get in? The, what what Fury does is he faints you to death. He you you ready to set? He faints you, so you have to start up again. You got to reset again. Then he faints you. He slaps you with that jab. Right. Which is about he's very smart fighter. Long. He mm. kind of reminds me of Larry. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Larry Holmes a little bit in, in that way. But you he know kinda... what's so funny? He's not the, he's not the, uh, you know, he's, he's he was three hundred and fifty pounds. He's just a, a freak of nature. 
Yeah, I think he's about six foot eight, six foot nine. I, you six were like six foot five. nine. Wow. You know, if, I'm, if I'm fighting, <laughs> oh. if I'm fighting Fury, I have to get to his ribs. Yes. No other way. And and he, he he doesn't let them do it. Yeah, he's a smart fighter. That's the thing. Tyson Fury is probably maybe the smartest fighter, other than maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what was his uh, Mayweather? Uh, I mean, this guy Fury is very smart and tact. He's a tactician. Now, Usyk's got some talent for sure, but I just Let me don't tell you something. You talk about Mayweather, Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, Roberto Duran destroy Mayweather. Okay, they destroy him. But yeah, I mean, Usyk is is fantastic, but he's going to have to be aggressive because you know Fury's going to lull him to sleep. He's going to lull him to sleep with that jab. <laughs> Snack the right hand. He's yeah. he's a great fighter, and and Usyk is getting a great opportunity in 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 this fact that the war that's going on over there is just horrific. Yeah. yeah. Now, where where is this fight taking place between Usyk and uh, Fury? It's probably going to take place over in uh, you know where all the fights take place now, where they got that that they got that oil money over there. Oh, oh the, Dubai and all that. Dubai and oh. those places. Yeah, over there. That's where. The, they kind of probably put it on because they can pay what nobody else can pay. Big right. money. And, yeah. and money talks. And that's, that reminds me of you. You actually, you were like the first uh, contender that actually got, got exact same money as the the champion, which is very rare. Usually the champ would always have. I got more. Actually, I got more. Wow. But you know, King, King was also, you know, he, I don't know what he did, but he took more money. He, he was kind of, you know, he used to charge, Tyson a million dollars to handle his his uh, fan club. I mean, come on, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he finds yeah. a way to get that out, and it's really <laughs> not really, you know. Uh, and one hand, he did a lot of great things. He created a lot of good fights. Uh, he brought a lot of attention to the game. But on the other hand, he raped and robbed a lot of people. It, it wasn't was, fair. He wasn't was. fair. Yeah, yeah. Who's it was now? the Dom King cabal. That's <laughs> what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Well, you know, today, today's got nobody. Aaron Bob Aram is in the game 50-something years. He's on the top. He's got all the fighters. He has the middleweights. He has the middleweights opponents. He has the wealth. He just had, he's unbelievable. Right. Wow. I wish Don, I had Bob Aram in my corner. Is Don King still alive? He is. Wow. What's he doing? I didn't even know that. Not much. He had, he had, uh, he had some fight, a couple of fighters, but they didn't make it uh, back. Huh. So you know, he's not really. He's on the fringe. What, 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 know, what, what led? What led to his fall? I mean, how did he? Do you know? Why, why he just suddenly probably greed, right? What, what happened was this, right? So fighters couldn't defend them, themselves against him because he had too much money. The fighters had no money, uh -huh. so a bunch of lawyers got together and they fought all those people, and that's how they broke them. Ah. Ah, that makes sense. That makes the sense. old lawyer trick. Well, I gotta tell you something, you guys. I'm teaching you guys a lot of stuff here today. What's up with that? What? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got you got your knockout. We got ours, right? We're, we're hitting yeah, you. We're hitting you. Go, hey, you want to give Isn't a it? shout out to Herman Sporting Goods? Herman oh, Sporting Goods. Herman Sporting Goods. Damn. Yeah, remember they gave you a heavy bag at 16. They promised. I can't you. believe you got that information. Look at this yeah, they, guy. They, they, you know what they told me? They said, "Listen, if you win the Golden Gloves, I was 16." I'm gonna we're gonna give you a free heavy bag. That next morning I won the Golden Gloves. I had them around my neck. I was at Herman Sporting Goods. 
around seven o'clock. They weren't opening up till nine thirty. <laughs> waiting for my bag at sixteen. You know what I mean? That's cool. That's cool. That's a cool story. Yeah. Those were the days. Where now? Did you work uh, construction too? I was a. I was a. My father was a construction worker. So when I was seventeen, I went went to work on Foley Square in New York City. I was on the thirtieth floor, and the guy tells me, "Get out in the corner and hold that wrench." And then wow. they used to have to walk three inch beams. Yeah. Had a, that was unbelievable, bro. Yeah, boxing and, seems safer than this. You know what I mean? You know what? You know what? Yeah, you got that right, bro. Yeah. But it was all good. Those guys all supported me. You know, I was thinking about when I was a kid, I would be running down the road, sanitation, the recreation department. They were beeping on that. They were in my car. Oh, that's so Man, cool. did that feel good. That was so good. Oh, bro. yeah. And, yeah. and the iron workers, too. That's awesome. That, that yeah, you had the local community really coming out for you. And yeah, where the hell were you two? Well, what, we, what, what? we were busy. I, we, we, we were, we were uh, in Jersey. I was in Jersey. He, he, Michael's from Nebraska, man. Lincoln, Nebraska. I grew up in Nebraska, and uh, yeah, yeah, I actually I dated a Jersey girl before about too thirty cold, years too ago, cold there, bro. Too cold. Too. I I did. I dated a Jersey girl. I, I met her on a cruise. And at the time, I was uh, doing door-to-door encyclopedias. Oh, that's another story. But yeah, yeah, tell us all was, about that. <laughs> so, so no, so so that was part of our reward. Hey, we're taking you all on a cruise. So we go on this new carnival cruise ship. I meet this girl, oh, Allison. Oh boy, was she beautiful. So I ended up going up, taking her to uh, was it senior prom? I was a couple of years older, and I show up and from Jersey. So I get there and I meet her father. Hey, her father. Hey, hey, I own a bunch of party stores in the in in New York, and uh, you know he's like getting to know me right out of his mouth. Right, this is how I could tell. Oh, these people are Jewish. <laughs> he says, "Hey, Mike, you know when you kids get married, you can manage one of my stores." Like, well, no, wait a minute. You might want to check with me. I maybe mean, I don't want to do that. He already had his, yeah. his He had Michael's life plan out for him already. Yeah, that's that right. right. He had you covered. He had you covered. What hemmed in? And that way, hemmed in. He had me hemmed in. I said, "Okay, I'm done. I'll see you later. Thank you." Nah, it didn't work oh, out. Really? But it was a quick. It was a quick trip, and uh, yeah. So anyway, well, I mean, I've never been to New Jersey. I mean, I went to a couple of fights in Jersey, but basically, I was in New Yorker, New York City, and New York Long Island. I used to hang out in the Hamptons out there, and then I met my wife, and we came here, and uh, we looked around, we found a condo, and then we, when we we're gonna have children, we bought a house, and it's been beautiful ever since. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever go back to New York? If just out of curiosity, I do. I do go back to this. I mean, my radio station's in New York. I'm doing it from yeah. home now since the pandemic, but uh, you know, so I don't know. I don't think so. I think I would go like to. A Col- uh, not Colorado, North Carolina, South. So I don't know where we don't. I don't know. You know somebody going to be somewhere. Somewhere, be somewhere warm. Somewhere. somewhere warm is what you're trying to really yeah. say. Yeah, that's right. That's right. A little bit. As I get older, this weather is uh, not for me. I, I I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you start feeling it a little more and more. Well, that the Vegas fight right in '82 was an outside fight. It was like yeah. 120 degrees. Hundred twenty-five degrees under the lights. Oh why my god! The lights, bro. Oh, why was it, it outside? Because that's the only place they could build a place that big. It was thirty, thirty-two thousand people. Ah, yeah, that's what I said to Mike before. I said they probably didn't fight inside with the air conditioning because they they wanted more money. Of course, it was all about you know getting more crowds and, there. Well, you know, you know, also there was a snipers there. It was crazy. Snipers <laughs> up in the. In, oh in the wow! Because of racism <laughs> problems was going on. 
Oh um, man. 30, how did that feel with 32? I mean, you obviously you're thinking as you're running, as you're walking into the, into the ring, you're, you're sweat, you're already sweating. It's like, Oh my gosh, I, I know it's going, I know you're only human. If you didn't do it, if it, you're always, you're saying, man, it's, this is, it's hot as a heck out. Hey, you could have no, blamed the weather. Here's, you here's what happens, weather. right? Here's what happens. You're in your dress room. They knock on the door. They open up. They say, Cooney, you're next. The first thing you say is, oh shit. Uh-huh. Right? Oh shit! And right. then you take that long walk down the corridor, and then you get to this to the uh, sta- to the uh, stadium, and you hear the roar of the crowd, and then you become magical. That's a great way of putting it. You become right. magical. Yes, it's amazing. And, uh, it's to, a great yeah. feeling. It's a great moment. And then you People hear have a hard time getting away from that. Let's get ready to rumble. Look at this All guy. Right, something like that. All right. That guy, like that, okay. you know, that guy, he copyrighted that phrase and nobody could say it. It was ridiculous. It was like, well, dude, you just did. I just <laughs> did it. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> uh, Jerry, do you have any before we go? Because, I mean, I, man, we could go on and on. Do you, What do you think do about yeah, we're definitely going to do this again. Yeah, we're going to do it again, buddy. Hey, um, anytime, anytime. what do you think about the massive rise in like the drug use in, in America? Because it's really gotten so bad, you know? It's very scary. I mean, you know, these poor kids and, yeah. you know, the pressure that life gives you, the yes. job opportunities are, are lacking, the school education is harder. It's really hard for these kids, so they numb out. Yeah. They don't yeah. want to feel. They don't want to right. feel. And then you got a monkey on your back. And, you know, it's a very sad thing for not just them, but for their parents and yes. for society. I mean, look at, uh, we're getting all this stuff in the, coming into our country. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do about it, but uh, anyway. Yeah, it's, 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 family, it's awful. Stay close and he, to my friends. These poor kids, they just, they did. A lot of them are dying of this fentanyl that, and they're just, uh, they're just, they're saying, well, uh, I just wanted uh, an Oxycontin or or something to help me with my schoolwork or something. And I, they got the wrong thing because they order it online and stuff. And somebody gives them something that's not what it was supposed to be. And they're dead. They're dead. Yeah. That's the story about the Harlem shuffle. You heard that, right? Yeah. The Harlem shuffle. You know what that is, right? No, I've heard it. I've heard it. People that are high on heroin, they like, they walk like a, ah, a oh. two inches at a time, just about fall down, and then they stand up again and start walking slow again. Ah. The, Harlem Shuffle. the Rolling Stones did a song about it, and it's it's a horrible thing to see, but unfortunately, it's there everywhere. And, uh, yeah, you know, I pray. I pray for those people. Yes. Yeah, clean, to see the light, to grow up. Let's get on with our lives, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 an epidemic now. I mean, it's not just it's not just in the you know it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere the drug problem. I mean, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's when you're when you're in high school, you you know mess around a little bit. But man, I mean, when I, I by the time I was in my twenties, I said, "Now nah, I'm good." You know, I don't, I don't need this. And uh, but yeah, these yeah, people, well, the drugs are so much stronger. Yeah, and uh, addicting, and you know, listen, available. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you, you just, I mean, it's a funny thing that, that, you know, by the way, I want to just tell you this story too, guys. In my room, in my dressing room, when I was fighting Holmes, Ronald Reagan, the president of the United States, had a phone line in my room. It was a red phone. Did he, did he, tell, you to push, <laughs> did he, did he tell you to push the button? Push the button. Unfortunately, <laughs> the button. I didn't get, I, unfortunately, I didn't get the win, so I didn't get the call. 
Mr. <laughs> He'd have said, Mr. Cooney, punch down that man. There you go. <laughs> anyway, it's been a great life. I'm having a terrific time. You are. Um, I'm, I'm great. We had a I just had a great show with you guys. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do it again, man. We'll talk about boxing and whatever, and we'll get to Anything know each other. And, yeah, yeah, Good. man. Because uh, you, you got know, some I, big fights coming up. You wanted me break them down for you. I'd be glad to help you. That'd be awesome, man. We'd appreciate that, actually. Cause, I mean, we know that you're, you know, a legend, man. And it, it was, oh, you know, yeah. I was, I was just, actually, just I, I met, through. I, yeah, just passing through, right? We're both, <laughs> and uh, we, I met him at this church uh, gathering. I was going to see somebody else, actually, and then uh, I didn't. He wasn't there quite yet, or whatever. And somebody said, "Hey, Jerry Cooney's here." I'm like. Wow! No way, Jerry Cooney's here. I gotta, I gotta get over there. And then we started talking, took a picture together, and and now he's on our Where show. Where was this? That was at St. Gregory's. I just spoke at the uh, men's Christian group. It was five hundred men. Oh my goodness sakes! Yeah, I love that. I love those kids. I went in the back room with the kids. Yeah, yeah. And I told yeah. them the truth, and I told them what's going on. It's hard, but we got to fight. And, yes. uh, and then I went out and saw you guys. Yeah, I had a great time. I, I was wearing a Yankee stuff. jacket. I was wearing that. You remember that? I was. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yankee. Yes, yes. Now you remember. Wow, this is great. Oh, now this I guy. Remember, yeah. <laughs> this guy. How many swings yeah. did you take at him, Jerry? Because uh, <laughs> I only take half a swing for that guy. Oh. And Jerry, you know what we're going to do as we get in the ring one of these days? One, one of these long, who knows when? It could be this life, the next life. But as we're going in the ring, ready to rumble together, you know, I, I'm going to be playing songs like by crazy son, uh, boy George, do you really want to hurt me? <laughs> there you go. Or, or here's another one. Here's another one. You are so beautiful. I'm, I'm gonna try all to get right, you. All right, all right. Listen, what did I, I tell you about Joe singing? Well, yeah, yeah. Joe, he, loves, he loves that. See, Mike, he loves. He loves Joe. <laughs> uh, any any relation to uh, to uh, George Cooney, the actor? Listen, so David Letterman. <laughs> David Letterman is introducing George Clooney, and he introduces him Jerry. Cooney. Oh my gosh. That's a true story. You can probably YouTube it. I don't know, but that is it was so a funny, funny moment. And I loved uh, him. You know, he, he told George Foreman, Foreman said, who's the most powerful puncher you ever fought? And he said, everybody gets three punches. I was the most powerful puncher, stronger than Joe Frazier, he said. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, there's Ooh. no doubt. You you, you definitely put a hurting on people. They, they, let's put it this way. It, it, when you knocked them out, they stayed down. They they, they weren't they were, they, they were, they were like, hey, I, I can't wait to get up and take a second chance at this guy, you know? Well, you, you heard what Richard Pryor said. He said, you always get hit with one of those shots out of Mississippi and it gains speed and hit you on the jaw. He said, there you are, you're on the floor. He said, and you always get one of those assholes out there in the crowd saying, get up! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, "F you." That's how I got here. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Richard Pryor. Yeah, we definitely grew up with him. And now, Pat, you missed the joke because you were supposed to say, "No, no, that's not George Cooney. That's George Clooney." Ah, oh, for oh, crying out! What the oh, hell's again? Listen, I, I don't I, dance. That's I thought it. you. I, I just. I, I thought you actually made a mistake. That you actually, <laughs> you actually meant it. I was. I was just rolling with you, man. And, I used yeah, to do listen, stuff like guys, that. Oh guys, man, guys, listen. Right before he told that joke, he started to call me George. <laughs> yes, yes, he, yeah, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, Jerry, George. Uh, who cares? It's all the same, anyway. Yeah, little Don Rickles there. Great so, to be with you guys, okay? Love and we'll, you guys, and we'll, and we'll chat again, brother. You bet, you got it, baby. Thank God you, guys. bless you, Jerry. Jerry. 
Peace. Thank you, man. Take care, Jerry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace out. Peace out. Wow, Pat. Yeah, that was cool. Jerry Cooney, man. Who thought we'd talk to Jerry Cooney? Not me. Not two weeks ago. I didn't even, you know, I mean, I knew he was alive, but I never thought I'd actually meet him. And to meet him at the, a, a church function, you know, as he was speaking to the kids and stuff and, you yeah. know, and to have him on the show two weeks later is amazing. Oh, he's great. He was the nicest guy in the world. You know, what a, what a, what a charitable man, you know. And he, yeah, he, yeah. You know, now, and he's just, he wants to help people, help kids, which, uh, you know, God bless him. They need that so much today. They need some, they need such good role models. They have such crap role models on TV and music and online. You know, it, it's, uh, that's why I, I think what he's doing is fantastic, man. And, but you went to the church. You were going to meet who? You were going to talk to who? I forget. Uh, I was going to meet Mark Houck. Pro life activist, yeah, Mark Houck. He remember he got arrested by the FBI for that uh, in Philadelphia area, Pennsylvania Bucks County. Uh, remember he, he the FBI banged on his house because he had like a little scuffle at the pro life center or something. Oh yeah, Mark oh yeah, Houck. is that the one that he pushed the guy? Yeah, there was some kind of like somebody yes. pushed him and he pushed back, and the FBI came and arrested him. And uh, yeah, they were just uh, grilling, uh, uh, not Mayorkas, but uh, what's the other guy's name? I always forget his name. Uh, the other guy who talks like this. Oh, Merrick Garland. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's standing up there going, you know, oh, well, uh, we're going to we're going to get these guys. Like, yeah, right. OK, now nah, that was great. That was uh, what a what a great interview. And uh, we'll uh, we'll have him back. And uh, yeah, and, yeah. We'll get to shoot the breeze again, and uh, every so often he'll be like a he'll be like a a a, re, a reoccurring guest somewhere on, and we'll we'll have some fun with him. So he seems like a guy that you can kind of talk about some crazy stuff, and you know, yeah, speak, you know, I guess we kind of surprised him with all the questions, and uh, you know, I yeah, I, yeah, it's like wow, these guys are, <laughs> these guys are really you know on top digging. of it, yeah, yeah. These guys are digging here. What's going on? <laughs> I, I I like that because I want, you know, it's not for me. It's for the listeners. I want people to know as much as they can about him because he's such an interesting guy with an interesting story. And maybe somebody can take something from that and go, wow, that sounds like me. I better stop drinking. You know, yeah, something, yeah, something. Yeah. So for sure, uh, yeah, for sure. It's great. It's great. What a great guy. What a great guy. Jerry Cooney, not to be confused with George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> now I get the joke. Ha, that ha. totally fell oh, on the yeah, floor. Yeah. That way, boom, boom. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that was <laughs> awful. Well, you know, I used to, I used to do that in, in high school. I would, I would, I would shout out some answer to something that I knew was wrong, but it was so ridiculous uh, yeah. that people would crack up. And yeah, then later yeah. they'd be going, man, you thought that was what you're so stupid. I'm like, dude, no, I just said that you to make you laugh. You, you purposely and of course, did that. Yeah. Yes. And of course, their answer would be, yeah, right. Dumbass. Right, 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 right. Yeah. All right. I'm doing the jokes. That's it. OK, that's all I do. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't one of your best, but I mean, I, 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 <laughs> that was that one didn't work. No, yeah. but he wasn't expecting, you know, that's why yeah. it was funny. But yeah, and I, uh, but anyway, yeah, great, great show, great show, and uh, we'll see you Friday. Clive and Doris.